Cheers. Cheers. We're going to have a phenomenal afternoon. Welcome to the uh, Live Revolution Happy Hour with Linda and Beth, where we create great conversations that are meaningful and everyone knows that a good story never starts with a salad. It starts with a great glass of wine. Everyone, so happy that you're with us on today's show. We are down in Penticton, BC, which is about an hour's drive south of Kelowna at Play Winery, which has been open now. Actually, Play Estate Winery, we'll explain that in a second, which has been open now for the last five years. And we're about to have some really, really good wines. Our host today is the general manager of Play Winery, Gord Ritchie, and he's been with them for a number of years now and is a wine enthusiast, has been a wine seller for years, uh, most of his career, and has worked in many countries, including, of course, Canada and now here. Like in, 30 years or something, yeah, right? Yeah, Major Amazing. And lots of big, big restaurants and hotels around the world. Thank you. Thank you. And welcome to Play. Play a state wine, we say, because we are 90, 99% growing uh, wines with our own fruit, our own vineyard, 10 acres right there, 2 acres here. Nice. So Play a state winery, as you turn around, there he is. It's a tribute to Howard Peckett, the owner of the winery. And he is in the Guinness Book of Records, the most prolific live producer of theater, live theater in Canada. Seriously? Wow. Back on the wall, he's done about a thousand productions. That's why you see the playbills on the wall on your way to the days. Right. So, uh, uh, is now semi-retired. His two sons, Jason and David, are president and vice president of Stage West Hospitality in Alberta. And if you know, well, Stage I know Stage West. West. We, yeah, yeah, I'm from Calgary, and yes. Linda's from Edmonton, yeah. so we know them. Oh, so, fantastic! So the, the dinner theater and buffet in Calgary, and of course Medicine Hat Lodge, and then Violino's restaurant in, in, in Edmonton, the Camrose Casino. Yeah. And they always wanted to have a winery in the So here we are, five years ago. But I was curious as all heck, because I'm thinking, hey, play, meaning let's go outside and play. Uh, why did they name it play? Beth, what, what, what do you recall from what uh, Gord was telling us? Oh, my God. You know, that was so interesting. I thought the same, too, that it should be just, just a place that you come and play. But in fact, the name comes from the owners. Very, very big history that they have um, from Stage West uh, Theater and Dinner Shows in Alberta. Yeah. They, they did that for many, many years. And so they just love theater and performances. And that's how they sort of you know, made this big playbill kind of uh, play on words, literally. Yeah. Literally. We want to hear about the chef. We want to hear about the winemaker. You're going to hear him yeah. making noise in the kitchen while we're doing this. That's, that's okay. That, that's life in the winery. That's life in a winery. So, so I came July 15th. My background is as a wine importer. I did represent other BC wineries. And uh, it was always in my wheelhouse to manage the winery in the Okanagan. And one of the first conversations I had with the winemaker, Stephanie Briars, is why are we doing so many Meritage blends? Why can't we do small lots? Because we are, literally, it's 20 rows of Cabernet Sauvignon, it's 40 rows of Cabernet Franc, it's 40 rows of Viognier, it's, it's, it's 80 rows of Merlot. Let's do a basket price. So as you can see on the labels, we've gone from theater blends to varietal, and in the gold foil, it was the taste quantity produced. Okay. All, their, all of their, um, all their, what do you call it? It's a playbill. 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 Yeah. They're all they're all, all the, up here on the wall yeah. in the winery, so it's amazing. And uh, all of their labels. have a, It's like a ticket, That's like a play beautiful. ticket. Yeah, it's just really, really cool branding. It is cool and, branding. Um, coming from Alberta, I mean, I've been to Stage West Production, Me too. so it was kind of a fun little coincidence that they're bringing that love of the theater into their winery, which they've always wanted to own. 
when, when people say that's such a pretty bottle, I say it's even prettier on the inside because Stephanie is such a talented winemaker. Right. Well, the, the bottles are, they're not the norm. They are right. stunning. Yes. They are stunning bottles. This is, all new. this is keepers. Like, you want to keep this, make a candle out of it, you want to do some kind of glass art. That's what you want to do. Exactly. So yeah. after you've consumed it, then you use it for olive oil. Yes. Right. Yes. Or just water on the table. Yes, right. they're beautiful. Yes. Yeah. So that's the thing. Um, we've got just small lots. I mean, there's there's 100 cases produced at once, 75 of the other, 50 of the other, and and uh, no, it's not going to last because we have the restaurant open. Yeah. People come, and the Sonia, of course, is Stephanie's specialty. She came from Palmyra, where she made the Sonia there as a system. And that's a little bit of thievery, right? If you know about Sonia, it's the French, it's the French rosé style. Wine oh, drinking. okay. I, well, I we are know. we are tasting it, and it is lovely. Yes, it's really and, nice. And Let's with, taste the thievery. Here's Lynn and I. So, how do I describe Stephanie's words or Stephanie's wines in a word? Texture. Mm -hmm. They're textural. They're oh yeah. Silky, they're mm -hmm. elegant. They're feminine. If you took mulberry silk and you run it, you run it across your tongue. That's what we've got with this side game. Okay. Mm, it's delicious. I can't I can't say that I've ever had mulberry silk ran across my, my tongue before. <laughs> no, I've, I've, I've no, never, I've, I've never had that. So no, no. Yeah. Guys, I, I can run it across the counter. Please, but, but we yeah. do love. We, we do love did a lot of wine. We tasted a lot of wine. Yeah. So wait, how long has play been open? Okay, so, you know, one of the things that we're having conversations with everybody about, of course, is how the COVID-19 pandemic of 2020 um, has affected has affected you and, and of course, your business. You know, we're really interested in talking to Gord about how it affected him personally and, of course, um, Play Winery. And, you know, he told us this really beautiful story about the fact that um, his next door neighbor ha had been doing some fundraising for um, some first responders and people on the front lines staff and he was they made a request of him if they would donate some wine to his fundraiser which of course he did and then it got them thinking at the winery you know what else can we do you know maybe there's something else we can do and so they just just really quietly they really did you know they didn't make a big press release about it, it was a very quiet that's, thing that's cool that they did it that way right they just were really quiet and then so they said to his neighbor they said listen just just let people know that anybody who works on the front lines can get um, fifty percent off yep. our wines delivered to delivered your... for free to your door. Yeah, uh, and it was just this really quiet but beautiful gesture um, that they did, and it was really so you know very appreciated. <laughs> very... I think they sold five thousand bottles or something. It's these huge. Said, right? They almost it... sold everything out. Yeah, they just had a huge response. So you know, ironically, this beautiful you know in a time where the winery was closed and they didn't have any walk-in traffic or wine tasting or the were, restaurant or closed. the restaurant, they were moving all this wine out um, to frontline workers, which you know I thought was it just was really really beautiful. And I said they, it was all just word of mouth, yeah. and they just really did their part to kind of help out. I mean, we always say that wine wine is something, it's, it's got a very romantic energy about it. Uh, we love seeing vineyards on a hillside. There's, there's a whole bunch of things about the romance. I know that winemaking is not, it's not easy. It's a lot of work. It's a boatload maybe of work. Maybe it is. Is it as romantic of a business as it seems? It's, it's an excellent question that I like asking winemakers myself. So, you know, you're about to start working 16-hour days for three months in a row, yeah. and you love it, and, 
and you know, it's, it's, it's in their blood. It's, it's such a passion to create yet another birthday. Yes. And so our winemaker, Stephanie, this is her eighth vintage. She started in the Niagara. Yeah. She went to she went to the Doro in Portugal. Yeah. She went to she went to uh, Hawks Bay in New Zealand. Then she came to the Okanagan with three vintages of Calvin before here. She worked one vintage here. Wow. So number eight's coming. And she's mentioned. We had a rule in the old days when I worked with the mountains, the brother-in-law, a little bit older, uh, wasn't allowed to work more than uh, 10 hours because if he worked 12, he'd fall asleep and was mashed potatoes. Oh. I did. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The other, the other cool thing is that while they were shut down is they reworked the menu for their bistros. So the food is exceptional, first of all, let me just say that. So that's definitely how, you know, there's Gord, there's the, the chef, and there's the winemaker, the three of them sort of work, working in the building during the whole COVID thing. Separate floors. Yes. He's in the kitchen, he's upstairs, she's downstairs, yeah. and yeah. But one thing Gord did say that I thought was very touching, I said, so seriously, but personally, how, how have you been affected? He goes, well, to be honest with you, I haven't been able to see my daughter because his daughter, her, his daughter lives down in Washington state I mean just you know an hour south of us but can't go across the border so he goes that's been kind of tough and you know so personally and professionally as we all know everybody has been challenged by this in various ways and so it was just so great to and and he's such a big character that um, he loves us he's a storyteller which you know we all love good storyteller well, and I especially love the stories that you told about the bears, you oh, know, and how, God. you know, because this idea of, you know, so much of their wine grows on, on you know, right around there on the estate um, that you wouldn't think, you know, you, you know, I just, you know, I've never really grown wine, so I don't know, understand, you know, the challenges. I would assume, you know, weather, of course, and rain and hail and sleet and all that stuff are not great for crops, but it never occurred to me that bears play a role in, <laughs> in, in and on their labels, though, if you, if if you purchase, and we highly recommend that you purchase, and uh, oh, what's it called? Tiamo? Tiamo? Uh, well, I'm gonna grab it. You keep talking. Oh my gosh, it is just so delicious. Anyways, but many of their wines, because they've had this fight with the bears. They've, they, you know, of course, the bears uh, are very discerning. Apparently, teatro. So as in oh, teatro. Oh, teatro. So what I thought it was Tiamo, which probably means it's something else. Italian. Yeah. Um, so it is. This is one of their their fizzy wines, which is not as fizzy as a champagne but in our opinion which you'll hear on the a little bit later like this to die for good but what it does say on the label which i thought is great so this and every label has this how many cases were made of this particular um wine 238 cases produced uh 17 of these cases went to the bear isn't that awesome? That's so, awesome. of course, so the, great the, the bears apparently are becoming their own very discerning uh, palate because they don't eat the grapes that fall on the ground. They only eat the grapes on the Still vine. On the vine. So they so they they pick, and of course, um, they don't. They're not, they're not just one one wine bears. It's not like they just go down the Pinot Gris aisle and yeah. pig out. They have yeah. a little bit from Pinot Gris. They head over to the Pinot Noir. They like they they just move around all over the orchard and help themselves. Yeah. So I, I just think it's hilarious that rather than fighting the fact that bears uh, collect some of that, they just record it and put it on the label. It's great. Oh my oh God. My. Sorry, that's... You to have one glass. I mean, you want that patio in the summertime? No, that no, is no. fantastic. No. Imagine a bowl of fresh fruit. That is oh, no, incredible. No. And raspberries, you can actually pour the wine into, into, the, into the fruit. It's wow. fruit salad wine. That is outstanding. It is. And, it's and you know what? The little fizz is just... Oh, it's like... It's beautiful. Dancing on your tongue. It is dancing on our tongue right now. 
And so one of the last things we wanted to find out from Gord is, so, you know, what uh, what are you guys doing moving forward? What's something kind of cool and neat? And he was so excited because we were there on a Thursday and on Monday they had just produced these brand new labels for their um, their 2017 Low Cab Franc and a new label called the Frontline Hero Label. And it's just a beautiful red wine that they serve. And this, again, being dedicated to everybody who has just been putting it out there which I thought I mean and he and he and he told us that he went and shared it with, with a lady who was a nurse in town and she was there with her mom having and her and her daughter having lunch one day and he uh, brought them a bottle of it yeah, I think he, yeah. he offered them a bottle and uh just you know just I think they know they're appreciated but it, it really really touched her he said it's just something and that's what we want to find out what are people doing that's just a little bit different and kind of cool and you know moving forward and getting through all this so let's talk about their food okay so uh you know you know, Gord was so generous and invited us to have lunch on their patio, which luckily, like you said, the, the rain had cleared up and it was beautiful. just a beautiful, the sun broke through the, the clouds and the chef comes out <laughs> and brought us some of his favorites. And one of the things that Gord was raving about was this beet cashew, I don't even know what it was. Puree. Puree. Salad. Or, yeah, beet cashew salad. And he's like, it's, it's good enough to, what did he say? Smear on your body. Smear on your body. And we're like, what kind of food is good enough to smear on your body? Oh so, my God. Okay, so we didn't smear it on our bodies. No, we didn't. But we did all but lick, lick the plate. The plate yeah. Like it was, if you go there. You have to And I have hope you, you have to order it. I, I mean, not, I was thinking about my friend who's allergic to cashews. Not, not if you're allergic to cashews. Francine can't have it. Francine cannot have it. But everybody else should order this salad because it is extraordinary the flavors yeah. and, and all of the dishes that we had were just but yeah. that one was like that was number one number two was the carpaccio is that how you pronounce it i think it carpaccio yeah, yeah that was also delicious. outstanding if you enjoy beef this is like something else uh, beef from alberta oh it is just the most fantastic wine it's a beautiful wine. I, I am yeah. so grateful that rochelle su- suggested yeah. uh, uh thank you so much thank you so much <laughs> I don't know how do you be, how do you be a non-practicing agnostic? I don't know. What I don't that know. Either. Anyways, we are we're we're just happy to a who doesn't want this job going yeah. <laughs> going to wineries and trying beautiful foods and looking at views. And if you're in Penticton, we just want to make sure that you think about heading down to the south side of city as you're heading towards just out of town. It's on your right hand side. You'll see it. The signage is huge and big on the right hand side. Play winery. Uh, yeah, and they also, of course, do shipping. So if you, if you don't want to travel, and if you're you know want to just get their wine and deliver to their door, um, they do that as well. So you know, there's so many different ways that we can still support local businesses. Yeah. Whether you want to do their e-commerce order or drive down, go for a drive, and and sit on their deck, we highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. Join us next week as we continue to travel across the Okanagan. This is Linda Edgecombe with Beth Hanushuski. Thanks for listening.